0: Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Pop Health Podcast in 2023. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, we have the opportunity to sit down with Jonathan Westall, who's the Vice President for MLK Community Healthcare, but really the goal of today's conversation is to learn about the American College of Healthcare Executives, where John has been a leader and is currently serving as well in the Southern California chapter. We hope you enjoyed today's episode where John shares a little bit more about ACHE and how the experience has really helped him grow and connect with other leaders that he leans on regularly in his career. We also get a cool note on how John has a connection with a party bus company, which you probably didn't think about until uh, you tuned into today's episode. We hope you enjoy it. And if you enjoyed today's show and wanna check out other episodes, feel free to check us out on popuppodcast.com, our YouTube channel, or listening to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks everybody. Enjoy today's episode. John, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining today.
1: I appreciate you guys having me back. It's good to see yeah. you after uh, four or five
0: years now. <laughs> yeah, man. Long time. So, folks, uh, for those of you that haven't been long time, uh, I guess, listeners back then. So, uh, John first joined Pop Health Podcast, like he said, like four or five years ago. And he came to our our headquarters in El Segundo where we used to just do audio. And so, I would set up, you know, old school microphone stands and arms and spend 30 minutes plugging everything in. And um and so he, when I actually reached out, he actually thought that's what we were going to do. Um, and what was cool, I learned during that time, is John just had baby number four. Uh, tell us really quickly about that, John. Good. Um,
1: so fourth daughter. Um, that was uh, uh, thought maybe a boy this time, but no. But that's it. We're done. Uh, four is enough. I'm out of car seats. I'm out of bedrooms. I'm out of everything. Um, but no, so yeah, we uh, uh, baby number four, all good, all healthy. Mom's out, um, have an eleven-year-old, a six-year-old, thirteen-month-old, and now a newborn. Uh, so the eleven-year-old is a bit of help sometimes, though she uh, she en- enjoys playing with the baby, and we're not quite at a babysitter yet, but she's getting there. <laughs>
0: That is awesome, man. That's great to hear. And what's what's cool about you, John, is you're actually uh, on leave right now, uh, paternity leave, and you're still investing time with us to talk about ACHE, which we'll get to you in a few minutes. Um, so really appreciate you. Um, so I'm guessing the majority of, well, it's, it's been so long, I'm guessing a lot of the folks probably haven't listened to the episode, um, but I would like to hear something new about you. So last time um we talked a little bit about your prison guard experience um which i love talking about but since we did that last time maybe something um something new something the fun fact, something surprising about you
1: got you um so healthcare was never kind of like my passion i kind of i don't say fell into it but uh some positions opened up and i ended up in healthcare and fell in love with it after um and now i, I don't see myself doing anything else um but side note i own a party bus company in vegas that rents uh party buses and nightclub tours and uh brings people to pool parties and uh it was a really cool like when i was like 23 24 you know what i mean like uh it's really cool like uh get to go places for free and go in and obviously got married had kids uh i'm close to 40 now so <laughs> the idea that i'm doing that is kind of over um but there's uh we have a few staff who kind of run the office and, and kind of handle it but uh it grew into like a uh, business all of a sudden. Like, first, I was making a car payment off and I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. It's not just fun, it's paying my car. And then yeah. it got to like, Well, oh my, it's paying my mortgage now. Um, and then it became like a real business and not just like a, a fun excuse to go out, call it work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I have a side business. We own four different party buses, uh, I run through Vegas. They keep on tours, anything from like Sedley. So like, Nightclubs or uh, Grand Canyon, the Hoover Dam, any weddings, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs—you name it. Um, like I said, the buses rent to do it. Um, so that's kind of my retirement plan, right after healthcare and yeah, uh, you know, I mean, before my four hundred one k and Social Security kicks in, I'm hoping the the party buses sustain the family. Uh, well, so that's
0: that's awesome. So you've been doing the business for how long? I've uh, got it. i mean, almost fifteen years now. Congrats, man. I mean, that means it's 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 obviously thrived and succeeded. And uh, um, what's funny is like, that's a great plug. So well done. Now I know why you wanted to be on the podcast. To going back, yeah. you
1: <laughs> find yourself in Vegas. Look me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Folks, that was not pre-planned, just so yeah. you know. Um, but maybe by John, but not by me. <laughs> so well done, man. Um, cool. So remind us, we're going to talk about the American College of Healthcare Executives that's today's topic but remind the audience for those that don't know um what are you doing today as your kind of your your day job
1: my day job so i'm the vice president of ancillary services at martin luther king community Healthcare. um that's my normal job the party bus company like i said is uh it's fun and it's a side thing but i don't have much in the day to day um my real job um and, and kind of like my, my full-time uh all-consuming at times is mlk um We're a small community hospital, small in size, 131 beds. Uh, We're in uh, South LA, an unincorporated area of LA City. Uh, It's like Compton Watts, that area, um, the South Central Service area. Uh, We are a replacement hospital for the old MLK that everybody's probably seen on the news or heard about, got shut down by CMS, Substandard Care. Um, That's an office building behind us now. A nonprofit group was formed about eight or nine years ago. um, And it took them about two years, but they built a brand new hospital. not run by the county, kind of run by our standalone nonprofit. I've been there five years. Um, We've grown it from just the hospital to now multiple clinics within our service area, uh, surgery centers, medical office buildings, and kind of a whole population health team. Um, With the goal of providing healthcare to what's considered uh, one of the biggest healthcare deserts in the U.S. outside of like rural healthcare. Um, But if anybody's ever been to that area of Los Angeles, the South Central area, there's not there's not a lot of primary care physicians offices your cbs minute clinics those type of things that you find in more affluent, well-insured areas um, you won't find that um, in a south central neighborhood so we uh through various funding arrangements between state government federal county all that um we're able to provide health care to uh, an underserved population that normally wouldn't or i shouldn't say normally it's not normal at all um but uh but wouldn't have uh, Access and opportunity to some of the things that, um, depending on your personal feelings, but in my personal feelings, should probably be a a basic standard of care for a a citizen in the United States of America. You know, and we're an insanely wealthy country, and the fact that some people just can't go to the doctor and and get a a Tylenol if they need it, or they get their uh, broken arm um, fixed—we do stuff like that.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. And I know when we first uh, had Jan, we talked a a little more detail. So folks, if you haven't heard that episode, it is a few years back. So I'm sure, John, you probably have some updates from then, but uh, we won't have time today to talk about that. But folks, yeah, check out that other episode with John. Um, Forgive me for not having the dates Uh, or the exact year, but uh, MLK and John, if you go to our website, I'm sure you can find it. Okay. So John, let's talk about the American College of Healthcare Executives or ACHE, which is an organization that um, candidly, I am not really familiar with, um, but in my day job, I was encouraged to check it out. I heard about it in the past for some folks. I see some letters, you know, next to people's signatures, um, with ACHE as part of that. Um, so, um, American College of Healthcare Executives, can you give us a quick overview, um, of what that is?
1: So it's a professional organization that encourages like networking, education, um, and opportunities for folks either striving to be healthcare executives or already as healthcare executives. Um, it's, it's something I, again, uh, researched and, and found out I wasn't familiar with it either until um, I was all of a sudden in a management role in healthcare. Um, and I, I landed in my first management role in healthcare uh, due to some medical leaves by other people. And... Um, some consolidation and layoffs and such. So I ended up over like a large span of control for employees and departments that, like, to be frank, I really wasn't sure how they worked. Um, But I figured like I was younger, um, I I had some time, I was motivated, but I wanted to figure out like somebody has done this job before I did, right? So why reinvent the wheel? Like there's someone out there who knows how to do this. I just need to find that person. Um, and through LinkedIn was a great resource for me. I'm super active on LinkedIn. I think it's, uh, if you're a professional or looking to grow any sort of professional network, I think it's imperative that you're on there. Um, But I found the American College of Healthcare Executives. Um, And at first I looked at it and I'm looking at the pictures and the members of it and everybody is, I don't want to down it, but like my grandparents' age, right? And uh, these are seasoned healthcare, but they've been CEOs of hospitals for 30 years. At the time I was like 32 years old. Like I was like, this guy's been over this health system longer than i've been alive in some cases um so but i found it like in a, a wildly welcoming group um, i looked on my local chapter so american college health executives is the the national chapter um headquartered out of chicago um, and then each like section of the country has their own independent chapters that essentially report up to headquarters so here in la you have um ACHE socal which encompasses basically Santa Barbara to San Diego and out to, uh, out to like IE Riverside, in that area. San Diego has their own independent chapter. And then Northern California, you get like above Santa Barbara and up, they have a Northern California chapter. Um, and then you have like states that aren't as populated. will have one for the state, right? Like Nevada has the Nevada ACHE chapter. Um, so uh, I got involved with my local chapter um, and, it's a totally volunteer organization uh, there's no payment for it There's nothing so of course they're always excited uh or should say they it's me now we are always excited <laughs> yeah. uh, for volunteers and folks who are looking at just get involved spent my first couple years uh, basically just being quiet in the background right like i just just watching um and some of these people were in positions i wanted to be in or strive to be in or they were they were leading the way i wanted to lead. so uh Followed their lead uh, a couple years in, uh, I ended up running for the board. I got, became the treasurer, uh, oversaw sponsorship committee, a few other different, um, little committees throughout the, the organization. Um, and, uh, one of the biggest perks or since say perks, but one of the biggest benefits to being in ACHE is the ability to get your, uh, your fashion designation are the letters people see. So it's the fellow of the American college of healthcare executives, uh, F A C H E. Um, it is a test that encompasses. I mean, it's a multi-hour test, but you have to uh, be in the organization for a few years. Uh, there is a volunteer requirement, there's educational requirement. You're required to have a graduate degree. Um, there's a whole bunch of kind of steps before you can even sit and take that test. Um, but I found that if uh, you want to be taken serious as a healthcare executive or taken serious as somebody who uh, is dedicated to that profession and either wanting to move up or better the organization. Uh, then you need, right. to get, you need to get those first. Um, so it took a couple of years, uh, about two years, because you have to have a membership requirement. Uh, but I ended up getting the designation, passing the test and it's successful. It's uh, something I'll never let go. I'll keep your continuing education up every couple of years. Um, but that was kind of like the main benefits to joining uh, ACHE, the, the networking, the people who uh and I have a question. I now have like a, I going to say Rolodex, like that's a real thing anymore, but like <laughs> a, a digital Rolodex in my phone where I can just scroll through and like, oh, I know the guy at Scripps. Uh, he, he can tell me how to do this. So the lady over at uh, Children's Hospital, Orange County, she did this last year. So let me look into that. Um, and they I mean, we're not all geniuses and why reinvent something when someone's already uh, perfected it, tested it and run through it.
0: Yeah, well said, and, and great, great background and uh, telling your personal journey. Uh, I like that the fact that you mentioned you're 32 and you kind of, uh, you were candid about the situation and your first perception of the organization. So, ACHE members who are out there, uh, don't be offended. I'm sure, don't be offended. I'm sure they're not, because they probably know you and uh, are probably laughing, uh, but that's great. And I, I was at uh, my first ACHE event uh, last month. Um, I was encouraged to attend and, um, and I did see a lot of young folks there. It was a great mixture of students even, right? I think there was a group from uh, University of Southern California that was there, um, probably probably other schools as well. And so you saw young, old, everything in between. And um, I felt very welcomed as well. Um, I've been to many different conferences, both as attendee and exhibitor at different places I'm in my day job. And the amount of people that came by and greeted me, um, especially these folks, And you may have felt this way, John, but I'm 42. So you were 32. So that's a while back. I'm a little bit older than you. Um, But even at my age, sometimes I'm like, wow, look at these important people, you know, C-level, these big hospital systems. And they're just like us, right? Like, they're super kind. And uh, we just, they're just like us. So it was really, it was really cool. I felt very welcomed. I told uh, my boss in my day job, I'm like, hey, like, this was great. Like, let's do this again. Uh, So I know there's an event coming up. Uh, for the socal chapter there's some new new leadership folks um I don't think you'll make it because you're on uh, you're taking care um, of your your newborn yeah, yeah.
1: my daughter's uh, 14 days old the newest one so I, I don't think my wife would be thrilled with me uh <laughs> going to a networking event this early <laughs> it's
0: exactly yeah. exactly and by the time this episode comes out folks um th- this event will have already happened um but I'll be attending just to I, I don't know anybody really there but um, a few folks just through my 20 years in healthcare, but um, yeah, just to meet, see what's going on. Um, it's held, it's being held by Scan Health Plan or hosted by Scan Health Plan in Long Beach. Um,
1: going to do something like uh, kind of regionalized. That is a, a benefit and a downside to Los Angeles, right? It's a benefit that we have a huge pool to draw from, it, and there's a ton of healthcare executives and a great variety of folks. Um, but the concept that we're going to have something in Long Beach and all the Santa Barbara people are coming down for, for the evening is not a real thing. Um, you know what I mean? And the same with when we have something out at Arrowhead out deep in San Bernardino, we're probably not getting the downtown LA folks out there. Um, so we try and rotate our events around uh, kind of, I don't want to say the county, we're bigger than the county, but the uh, the general service area for our chapter. Uh, and Long Beach always ends up being like a, a pretty decent neutral spot. You know, you're I mean? not going to make everyone happy, but you can get pretty close. Um, Long Beach has a lot of two healthcare offices down there Molina's offices, Scan Health Plan. Um, a lot of folks who are willing to either donate or at a wildly reduced rate, give us some space and uh, a space to hold a meeting. Um, but like you said, you'll meet, I mean, you meet everyone there and it's uh, it's very informal. Um, like you said, there's usually comes with a drink ticket or two. So you have a beer and, and get to know the folks that uh, they maybe run the hospital next to you that you've never met.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the heads up. And again, folks, this event will have already happened. It's happening uh, January 20th, and this podcast will be coming out shortly after that. Um, but that's an example of an event that's open to everybody, you know, rubbing shoulders with folks that you look up to um, or folks that you can mentor, even as well. I had, I mentioned the USC students, and I hate to say it, but I mean, I'm now at an age where like their fathers may be of a similar age. And I was able to give them guidance. Like some of them came up and said, Hey, like home care, what's home care? You know, because students, getting into healthcare, they probably think the big hospitals, right? But so, still-
1: there's one track. You're either going to work at a hospital or nothing else. And then uh, you start experiencing, I don't want to say experience the world, but getting out in the world a little bit. And you're hundred percent right. You realize there's home care, there's hospice, there's skilled nursing. There's, I mean, I, I was in healthcare by like, five or six years before I even took over anything ambulatory and outside of the, the healthcare walls. And now the majority of my day-to-day management is building our clinic practices and our, our surgery centers, our outside stuff. That's not just within the four walls of the hospital. Um, and and I think that was another big, uh, a big plus for ACHE for me, right? i meeting people who had already built these things or done these things before where I had, I came from an acute care hospital. I worked, my first hospital was Huntington hospital in Pasadena, uh, which has every service line under the sun. They're a, a monster organization. And, uh, you didn't If you were a hospital guy, you didn't leave the hospital. If you were an outpatient person, you didn't leave the, the outpatient center. And now we're for a smaller organization. You kind of got to wear every hat. Um, so ACHE was great for kind of honing in on those, like exactly what you're talking about, those outside of the hospital services that, that uh, all ties into healthcare.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So you mentioned it's helped you. So when you were 32, you mentioned your background, you've done some work at Huntington. When you were at 32, were you at Huntington at the time? or? I was,
1: leaving Huntington. I was 32. I was leaving Huntington. I had just uh, been offered the position at MLK. Um, MLK had only been open about a year, uh, so a brand new hospital. They were transitioning away from the build team, essentially. Uh, there are a lot of folks brought on, with the exception of the CEO and a couple other key like foundation folks. Uh, the folks who opened the hospital were, were never going to be the people who ran the hospital. Um, so they were an opening team, got through joint Commission, got the hospital accredited, opened the door, started seeing patients. And at that point, it was time to bring in kind of the operator team that was going to uh, build the programs, the day-to-day standard. Um, when I started there, I, um, I was only over like lab security, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, EVS, patient transport, some very like very basic hospital services. But as uh, the CNO hired me, told me as the hospital grows, like, expect every couple months we're going to come to you and be like okay it's now this service line build that. Um, the beauty of MLK2 is because uh, of like our funding situation uh, we're able to expand and build out service lines when we don't have a place to transfer patients. Um, we do run into issues because of our patients uh, either inability to pay or the insurance that they currently have. They're unable to to go for some sort of specialty care or the referral system isn't there. Or sometimes the referral system is, you know I mean, too far. And the patients don't, they either don't get paid vacation or sick time or, but they don't have adequate transportation to get to or from those places. So MLK, we filled out those service lines, um, and then run them, basically run them ourselves. You don't have to worry about transferring anybody when you can do the service in the basement. Um, That's so it. yeah, they That's came really- in, put out some CT scanners, nuclear medicine, um, endo procedures, GI, that kind of stuff that. We used to sometimes patients would sit for, for a while waiting for a transfer. And now uh, we schedule the case and we do it down in our new endo suites downstairs. Um, so that is where MLK has really grown. I've grown with it, the organization has grown. Um, and I said things like ACEG and those organizations have been key to kind of guiding me when they said, Hey, we're going to open up uh, endoscopy suites. And I was like, uh, I don't know okay like i got yeah. sounds like a plan i don't so now i need to go figure out meet somebody who run these um built them who's uh, equipped them staff them and go from
0: there that's awesome john so i mean this is something you'll share with your grandkids i mean these what you're building this awesome
1: it's cool yeah it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to like see uh you're gonna see like a uh, like a like a space right a, just a blank shell space with just four concrete walls and nothing else and then here we are 18 months later and now it's a uh, like a fully functioning room with the right equipment right and then three months later now we've hired staff and you're seeing them buzzing around there getting things ready and now three months after that now they're seeing patients and you're actually changing and improving things right so you go from literally like a, a wall that looks like an old East coast basement, right? Four concrete walls and nothing else in there. And now in less than two years, you're seeing patients and you're you're doing procedures that wouldn't have got done without that.
0: Yeah, man. It's meaningful work, purposeful work. Really, really cool. I'm sure the party bus has a purpose as well, but, uh, I think maybe the MLK might be, uh, you know, a little more emotional connection there.
1: <laughs> also too. I mean, it's, it's, it's kept me interested on a personal level too, right? Like, uh, up until MLK, I had a job every four years, and not like anything negative, but I would get uh, jobs would get stale for me. Like you know, it was the same thing. I was too young to do something over and over, so every couple years I'd be switching and changing. And you know, I get calls and offers now, or discussions from other organizations. But MLK, is it's every six months, it's like I have a whole new job, right? Like you're building something new, you're starting something new, and then once that's done and complete, then you. You essentially hire on the management team for that, and they, they essentially take it and go, and then uh, you're on to the next one. Um, so it's like it's almost like a whole new job every six months, which uh, has been wildly fulfilling for me.
0: That is awesome. And I know we talked before uh, before the episode as well, how they also treat you well and your family well. So um, I'm sure that's motivating for you to, to give 100% and take on these new projects, which can be pretty scary, I bet, at times. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Especially, like, when it starts getting, like, very clinical. You know? I mean, like I said, I have a criminal justice degree. Like, the concept that I even understand what nuclear medicine is is not a thing. Like, I have to store isotopes. I don't, like, <laughs> like, I would do you like, you're speaking Chinese to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, so, but you're learning things and uh, you have the, the space to go and, and reach out to organizations, professional organizations or, or network organizations to meet the people who've done that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, there's the, na- so again, there's the national organization, which I believe the website, um, I don't have it handy. I should.
1: It's ACHE.org, yeah. American yeah. college healthcare. I say it's a C
0: H Thanks. I, I was doing some research right before, uh, the podcast and I didn't write it down what I was looking at. So thank you for helping me out there. And then, um, if folks want to get, um, get plugged into ACHE. So let's just say they're here in Southern California. Um, and they want to get plugged into the chapter or learn more, does the uh, does the local chapter also have a website, or would they go to the main site and then navigate from there?
1: So you can do either. Uh, the main site will have you type in your zip code, and then it will bring you to your local chapter. Or it's it's super easy here. It's ACH of SoCal. So ACHE of SoCal will bring you right to our, um, our specific website for our local chapter. Um, you can always reach out to me, too. I'm still very involved with them. I'm not on the board anymore. I'm uh, like a we have to have an audit finance committee outside an independent person outside. So that's my role this year. Um, But I'd be happy to get anybody plugged in or involved. Um, Like you said, we have a lot of students we've we've transitioned to like a younger generation that they're hungry for some of their first like paying jobs. They're doing a lot of internships and fellowships. Um, But in in getting involved with that, they're meeting the people who would potentially hire them. So we have a, obviously our, our stuff is not free. It's, Pretty cheap, though. It's not in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's not that expensive to go. But we also do, we have a bunch of sponsorships. You were one of them, so thank you. Um, Those sponsorships allow us to offer these things at no cost or very little cost to students and early careerists. Um, So even if you're uh, intimidated that maybe you don't have the funds right now or your organization doesn't have the money to support it, reach out to me. Um, I can definitely plug you in with a couple passes to to come check out um, some of our events and get involved. Um, and then the easiest way to like get on one of the committees and, and essentially earn your pass, right? Like if you jump on the sponsorship committee and start doing some emails or help us with LinkedIn or cold calls or something like that, um, our planning and our organizational committees, um, like you get a free pass to what you're going to. Um, so, you know, what I mean, you can always, like you said, not having funds for it to me is always never a good excuse, right? There's always someone out there willing to sponsor you or bring you as a plus one.
0: Wow, oh, nice little plug there, especially the guy. Uh, are, are you still on the sponsorship committee or no? Just the finance?
1: Yeah. no. So it'd be, this audit committee, you have, you have to be uninvolved in everything. Uh, uh, to make sure that we're spending the money justly.
0: Got it, got it. Well, I know there's probably some, like you said, John. There's some. Uh, you can use the help. Um, I did not get a call from a student. Uh, my uh, my day job's boss told me about Ache. That's how I came across, and I think I saw you on an email actually um, when you. This is last year, 2022. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I encourage you guys to check it out. And I apologize on today's episode, you guys might've heard um, a couple of uh, rings. I shut everything down. I never get calls on my ring, my company like Workline. Um, it's rare, people usually call myself, my cell and that's what those, um, what those noises were. But since we were talking at the same time, I'm not gonna edit it out. So I do apologize everybody oh, <laughs> uh, uh, for that. And I apologize to you, John, thank you very much.
1: I think my house phone rang. Yeah. I have a house phone here. Like it's 1985 in my house.
0: <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um, I got a I got one of those. Um, cool. If people want to get in touch with you, you offered, is LinkedIn the best way to connect with you, John, or what? Yeah, it's
1: probably the best way. I mean, I'll respond to everybody same day. Um, it goes to my phone. It's, it's an app obviously. Uh, but I'll respond same day to, to any requests they out there. So request me, add me as a connection or, you know, I mean, you can message through there and then, uh, if there's something specific anybody wants to talk about, plenty of people hit me up and looking for advice on something or they they saw a job posted in my organization, they want some more information, I'd be happy to say set up five minutes and get a call with you. Um, like I said, it, I think uh, there are a lot of people who uh, went out of their way to do something for me uh, for free and at no cost that has helped me to where I am. So I kind of feel it's one of those things that I owe back to. There's gonna be a new me, right? Like, there's gonna be somebody behind me who takes my job or moving up um, that I owe to them to at least have that phone call or that
0: conversation. Awesome, man. And I think uh, on that note, I think that's how I first uh, started communicating with you was LinkedIn uh, yeah. for the podcast. So awesome, man. Well, hey, really appreciate you again, joining the show um, and being willing, especially on this uh, time of your life with your with your newborn, uh, four kids and the right. misses. you're a busy right. man. <laughs>
1: Right. it. It's just me and
0: the dog, the only boys in the house. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Well, hey John, appreciate you joining the show. Have a good one. Of course, you do. See you later. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.